0: Welcome to Clover's Virtual Dance Studio Podcast, the show where we talk about everything and anything dance. Now, here's your host, Deanna Clover. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thanks for joining me. Today's episode is going to be about something that means a lot to me. It's a hot topic, but it's important more than ever that we discuss this. This topic is geared towards teachers, studio owners, dance judges, and parents, and we really should be working together on this matter and protect our youth. The subject I am talking about is the exploitation of hypersexualizing children and dance. Now, I remember even as a professional dancer way before I had children, feeling awkward sometimes doing moves in our routines that I thought were way inappropriate, especially if it's supposed to be a family show. There were even times that some of the costumes I had to wear, I was not comfortable in. There were definitely a couple times in my career where I felt exploited and did not want my parents watching me perform. And again, I was an adult. There was another situation where we were performing at a different location than normal, and we were using an office or something to that effect as a dressing room. And someone ended up walking in on us. Well, someone in the room said, oh, it's not like he hasn't seen someone naked before and just kind of blew it off. And I'm like, really, you know, we're just supposed to be okay with people seeing us with no clothes on, like anybody just walking in. That's why I feel it's important to not push children to change in front of each other. Like it's no big deal. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. There are quick changes and sometimes it's hard to have full coverage when changing, but we must try and we must respect that child for their privacy. I really hate thinking back to one instance in particular where we were being fitted for costumes and we were changing in front of strangers and those of the opposite sex and it was supposed to be just okay because that's our industry. As a teacher, it is important to take a look at lyrics as well and even research the meanings of these lyrics, especially if they're unclear on what they're talking about. I know sometimes I overthink things. Is this a hidden message? Uh, but you know, especially back in the day, it wasn't easy to find lyrics, but today there is no excuse. You can find all the lyrics you want. So if you know there is a bad word or lyrics that are just not appropriate, uh, yeah, don't be playing that song in class. Um, or as a studio owner, studio owner, if you hear a teacher playing a song in class, that's not appropriate make sure to educate them that that song is not appropriate. Or if they think it is, then you might need to review uh, with them what is appropriate and what isn't. I, and we've all done it where we played a song and we didn't know there was a bad word or we just didn't hear it and we thought it was fine. And then someone brings it to your attention and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, as so as parents, um, I'm not saying to go in and attack the teacher or studio owner and never go back again. Um, but yeah, some songs we have heard over, over, over and over that we grew up with and we think they're okay um, or don't even know that a song isn't even great for kids. So again, it's important to bring it up. Uh, hey, did you know that song is about this and that? <laughs> Sometimes they might not have even realized, but again, if they did, that's kind of a problem. Um, also costumes. You know, I don't mind two pieces. I don't mind biker shorts or leotards, but it's all about the whole picture. Does the costume enhance the routine or the child? I really don't like the plunging neckline where it goes down to your belly button. I think that's way too inappropriate for children. If the dancer is 18 above, fine. They're officially adults. Uh, but when you have students ranging from kindergarten to high school, so you know, four to 18, whatever, two to 18, whatever the case may be, um, choreography, costumes, music should all be appropriate for their age. So, really, even if you have 18 year olds but they're still in high school, still treat them the way they should be, and that's age appropriate. <laughs> um, anyway, things that you can do to protect your students are monitoring teacher social media. Uh, Make sure that the teachers either have a separate page if they do accept students as friends or have a clear policy that that maybe you don't want them to be friends on social media. Whatever it is, um, just make sure that you're very clear. I oftentimes see teachers posting really inappropriate videos or photos and the children really should not be seeing that. Make sure all teachers or professionals, volunteers have a background check. Make sure you have clearly labeled "staff only" bathroom, or make sure that adults aren't using the bathroom when children are, etc. Stuff like that, or that you know, there's no adults in the bathroom when the children are at the same time. I know many uh, have different policies and reasoning for having windows or cameras or or neither, but just make sure you take care of your your paying clients, your parents, and help them to have comfort knowing their kids are in a safe environment. Choreography should be free of sexual movement. Um, use music that is not explicit or non-child friendly. Staff and students should wear appropriate t- attire. Make sure that your studio reflects the values and standards for your studio families. Staff should also conduct themselves in a professional manner at all times. No speak of non-child friendly topics there are a couple organizations that I found online that you can be a part of. Um and they actually provide education as well, a free ebook and all this other stuff, nice resources. One is uh, danceawareness.com. Dance stands for Dance Awareness, No Child Exploited. And there is YPADnow.com. Uh YPAD stands for Youth Protection Association for Dance. Dance Awareness says that we need to carefully evaluate the cultural choices that entice young children to be viewed as adults. We need to produce healthy boundaries in dance so that little girls and boys are protected relationally. Then when they experience the beauty of dance, they can move as young children, not as adults. You can actually sign a petition to help raise awareness and educate the public about the exploitation endorsed by the National Center of Sexual Exploitation at danceawareness.com. We've been normalizing what is not normal. When we don't speak up or speak out, I know it's hard when we when we do speak up, and often we're told, you know, you're too conservative, or, you know, you're made fun of, but if we all don't stand up for what is right, uh, we can't make a change. So let's make a change. Let's stand up and... and come together. We shouldn't be stripping children from their youth. We need to stop grooming them. You know, I remember students coming back from a competition convention and they had so much fun and they wanted to show me all the new routines and moves they learned. And, um, one routine they learned in one of their classes, well, it was a heels class and it wasn't a character heels class that you would wear, you know, uh, character heels that you would wear in a jazz class. These were heels meant to be sexy. And again, this is a studio where there are kids aging from two to 18. And again, the dance movements were not appropriate and the song was not appropriate. It was just, again, that's the word for today, inappropriate. (laughs) Um, Again, heels. And it just, I I get it. Like These kids were a little bit older. They're in high school, but it's just not appropriate. Another thing that bothers me is when teachers say that, well, if they want to become professionals, they have to learn to dance like that. Really? (sighs) Well, how about if they're a good dancer, they'll be able to pick up choreography and that style when they're the right age. They don't need to start at age five. We shouldn't be living through our children. We shouldn't be their friends first. We should be their protector, their parent or guardian. It really irks me when this conversation is brought up and the ones that speak up against the exploitation, they just respond with, you're the one who is sexualizing them. And you shouldn't think that way. It just blows my mind. It makes me furious. And this way of thinking makes no sense. Oh my goodness. Anyway, start making changes in your studio as an owner or as a teacher, as a parent, be more vocal. As a studio owner, don't go to those competitions that give the highest award to a group with the most inappropriate moves or song or costume. As a judge, stand your ground. I understand that you don't want to penalize the children for working hard when it's the teacher's fault. I get that. But they don't need to win the overall award. Yes, awards are based off of the execution of dance moves, tricks, technique, stage presence, but especially for overall awards, if they broke any of the three (laughs) no-nos, inappropriate moves, music, or costume, they don't need to win the overall award and make notes to the owner or choreographer so they understand why. I mean, think of it as a, as a sport, you know, if you jump the gun at a, in a running competition, you're just out, even though, you know, you're a great runner. So the same thing with dance. If, it, if something's inappropriate, we need to stand our ground, speak up, speak out against this new trend, sign the petition and keep our children safe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Clover's virtual dance studio podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and be sure to join us on social media, including YouTube, TikTok, and more. Thanks again. And keep on dancing.